and welcome back to Novel Gaming, a podcast about video games and books with some hypothetical musings of other pop culture. I'm Vicky. I'm Doug. And I'm Katie. And it's a sequel episode! Whoa. Today we are doing another Q&A where we each came up with a single gaming-related question for each other to chat about. But of course, before we jump into that, we are going to do our roundup catch-up on what we've been reading and watching these last few weeks. So Doug, what have you been reading lately? Well, Vicky, uh, I, I found myself in, I think, a similar position to your TV watching where oh. I've, uh, <laughs> I've got a big series ahead of me. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I've what done a problem that? and then I've got two because I started reading both Animorphs and Goosebumps. Oh, shoot. Um, and I'm still just reading Animorphs and Goosebumps. <laughs> I love it. Do you, can you tell me how many of each there are? Do we know? I think, I believe Animorphs, Animorphs is easier to put a finger on. I think it's like 52. I think it's oh basically like episodes Dang. of a tv show kind of i don't think i'm gonna get that far but i'm i'm into it for the time being so i'm i'm fine with that i i finally got to finally i say that as if i read a ton of books i'm on book three um, but so deep i know right wow uh <laughs> book three of a series that has 182 page books oh, like a I barely mean, that's a lot of pages know. but 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 i'm excited because i got to the first book told from the perspective of my favorite character as a kid tobias uh the one who gets stuck as a hawk because he stays morphed too long so um yes so uh, i'm excited to to read from his perspective because he was always my favorite and i was always excited to read uh, his books is he stuck in the hawk in the book you're currently in yeah, it's it's a thing that happens in the very first book, okay. which I was surprised by. I didn't realize it happened so early because mm. it's such a big deal. Um, but they basically say in that first book, like, hey, make sure you don't stay more for two hours. And then, like, they immediately oh, yeah. foreshadow Tobias being, like, way too into being a hawk. And then, like, Uh-oh. a chapter later, he's like, oops, sorry, guys, I stayed a hawk. So... <laughs> Uh, they set they set that up pretty quick. <laughs> Spoilers for Animorphs, everybody. One of them gets stuck as a hawk. Yeah, I totally remember that now that you explained it. That that yeah. goes ring a bell. <laughs> but it's 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 still fun because I, I I'm I'm just surprised by how much I don't remember in detail. You know, yeah. Uh, it's one of the great things about my brain not remembering details about entertainment is I get to sort of experience it all over again, even if I remember uh-huh. sort of the big broad strokes. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if either of you read Goosebumps, but the one I just finished was uh, Monster Blood number one. I don't know if that means anything to you, but it means something to someone, I'm sure. (laughs) I read very few of them. Okay. Monster Blood was like the green slime. Uh, Uh, It's one of the one of the Goosebumps books that actually got like multiple sequels. That one and like the dummy one. uh, That's what I remember the dummy one. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I'm still into it. So I'm going to keep riding that. uh, you know, until I'm, until I'm over it. Nice. <laughs> and the library has all of those? Um, I don't know if they have all of them. I've been reading what I have read so far through the digital library. Cool. What about you, Katie? What have you been reading? Well, I have been kind of bouncing around a little bit. And uh, one thing I've been coming back to is I recently, and by recently I mean months ago, got a collection and of all the Mass Effect comics in one Ooh. one big old heavy book. And so I have been making my way through that, but slowly because I don't remember what happens in the Mass Effect games and I don't want things mm. to get ruined or anything mm. uh, through the comics. So I'm like treading lightly as I do it. 
And I recently started our next book club pick. Oh, hey. Which I'm blanking on the author of, but it's The Secret Life of Addie LaRue. It's I think it's Schwab. V.E. Schwab. Schwab. Mm-hmm. Oh, Schwab. Oh, I, I might have I just it. It's Schwab, yeah. You okay. were right. Yeah, so I'm reading that and uh, not going to talk about that one because we'll talk about that for real, for real in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vicky, what are you reading that you can talk about? Uh, some things, but not as much as I should be reading. <laughs> I feel like I, I always it's do okay. opposite. Whenever we have a reading check-in, I always am playing more games and then it's vice versa and then I never get to actually talk about like cool things but i do have a couple sync of, up with us you can Vicky. sub in I you know. can sub in for games for books right now if you no 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 if you'd I've rather got, talk about games i've got some well i do but i will write them down <laughs> for next time so i remember okay. i'm sure i'll still be playing them um but i've been listening to a book called unfamiliar fishes so oh, i don't know if that? i mentioned it on the pod but i uh-uh. in between uh the delta variant and like full full vaccination status i went to hawaii um and i had a wonderful time and learned a lot about the culture and then came back and realized how awful tourism is for the native hawaiians and all of the mm-hmm. bad that happens um and when when we were there actually it was fourth of july and you know i'm looking for fireworks and parades and all of the things i'm used to over here on the mainland and like we watched the news and there were some like protests for sovereignty uh because mm. a lot of native hawaiians don't feel like they're you know, a part of the U.S. and don't want to be. So I've been really interested and wanting to, like, unlearn and relearn um, a lot about, like, what I thought of Hawaii. And one of my colleagues at work recommended this book. So it's Unfamiliar Fishes by Sarah Vowell. She's an author, actress. She kind of does a lot of things. Um, and it's uh, it's a history of Hawaii, but it's kind of funny. So there's a lot of <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, and she'll make a big point and then kind of make a joke with it so it doesn't sting quite so hard yeah. uh, and it's it's really well written i'm not a big history buff but it's i've been really interested so far so i'm listening to it and that's been it's been good so she's got a lot of books um what is called assassination vacation so i think Ooh. they're just like different takes on events and u.s history that we think we know really well that sounds really cool yeah, so it's it's slow, uh, not my usual style, but I'm I'm appreciating the learning that's happening with that book. Um, yeah, it's definitely like exactly what I was looking for. And then the other things that I have on my docket. So a couple weekends ago, two weekends ago, it was Free Comic Book Day, and we oh, yeah. stopped. Yeah, we stopped by and got we picked up some things. So two that I'm really excited about reading. There was an R.L. Stein free comic book day comic oh, called Just whoa. Beyond. So I did pick that up. Um, I'm excited to read that. And then there was another one called Bountiful Garden. Um, Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, oh, and then yeah. Artemis, yep, that we read, co-authored it. And I, I'm excited because I really like his work. So there's lots of other good things that we picked up, but those are the two that I was like, oh, I got to grab those. Is Bountiful Garden a space thing? It looks like it kind of is. It's definitely otherworldly space, uh, space costume, um, <laughs> like space suit-ish. <laughs> um, and I don't know where it takes it, but I don't think it's, it's on a planet. I don't think it's like space space. Mm, okay. Huh. The R.L. Stein comic, it's, it's like written by R.L. Stein or it's like branded R.L. Stein? Uh, it's called R.L. Stein Just Beyond. Huh. 
If he's writing that, that's like just so incredible. I mean, this man stays booked. Like he's like <laughs> almost 80 years old. Oh my gosh. And like his biblia and granted like a lot of what he, not all of what he's written but a lot of what he's written is like shorter fiction cuz he's he for a yeah. long time wrote largely for younger audiences but like dude's bibliography has got to be like just enormous. <laughs> yeah, I know. So good I mean good for him. I know. I'm curious. I can't wait for you to read that. I know me too. It was marked all ages so I feel like it's going to be within my <laughs> uh horror comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah well Doug have you been watching anything lately did I did I mention that I watched glow up season three at all I think I you threw it in I knew this but we never okay. talked about it okay so I know so nothing gl- glow up I don't know if I've ever talked about glow up on the podcast officially but glow up is such a funny show in my like tv watching sphere because every single time I've watched glow up I've been browsing Netflix for something else and then like, oh, a season of Glow Up. And then I watch the entire season in a day and then like just forget about it until the next season of Glow Up because it's a makeup competition. (laughs) Like I don't know what's going on other than like I have eyeballs, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I like what that looks like or I don't like what that looks like, you know? Um, And it's funny too because like I don't particularly like the judges. I frequently am like – like uh, like – underwhelmed by the things they're asked to do and yet every time there's a season of glow up i'm just like yes i will watch all of this and it'll be the only thing i'll consume today (laughs) so i watched all of season three of glow up i will say i'm on like a pretty good uh, i'm not on a pretty good streak glow up is on a pretty good streak of having winners from the pool of people i sort of connect with immediately Mm -hmm. Um, so that's always a nice thing about glow up is i feel like i'm always pretty satisfied by uh, who ends up winning, even if I'm disappointed by certain people going along the way. But um, such an easy watching show, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just know. so very easy watch. Yeah. I mean, they do. It's make it's a makeup competition, but that also means like they do special effects, makeup and prosthetics and stuff. So like you're bound to see like a couple artists here and there who do like spooky things. But um, it's not, you know, it's not a it's not a spooky show or anything. So, yeah, um, I watched that. And then uh, sort of. I guess kind of related to that in only that it's a competition show. I did watch the first few episodes of the new season of Making It. Me too. Um, yeah. Yay. We can talk about it a little. Yes. <laughs> I think I've watched maybe like three episodes, four episodes. I'm not entirely sure where, but I feel very confident and comfortable talking about at least the first two episodes. Yeah. Uh, did you get, is that, or is that are you good on that, we, Vicky? Yeah, that's where we stopped, I think. Okay. Where we're paused, rather. So I, okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert for the mm-hmm. first two episodes of Making It. I um I typically, I found myself in a weird position because I typically am appreciative of competition shows not eliminating anybody on the first oh, episode. Yeah. But I feel like the guy mm-hmm. in the kilt got off so easy because they didn't eliminate anybody Agreed. in that first episode. I was like, Oh, this guy, he should have gone home so hard. <laughs> like, I agree. That was- and then because he didn't go home, somebody else went home as the, quote, first boot. And I was like, only because you didn't get rid of the kilt guy first. Like, we all know. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think her name was Mary, the, the girl who got the first boot. Like, the first episode, I thought, oh, this girl's gone far. Like, she's going to be in the I top. Thought I'd, yeah. For real. Yeah, so I was super bummed when she got kicked off. I liked her a lot. 
Yeah, I thought she was going to be like finale material. I thought yeah. she was finale material, I guess is what I am saying. I was so bummed. And I get why I get why she sort of like fell yeah. from grace a little bit cuz like she bit off a huge chunk, but I was so bummed to see her go. I know. I know. Uh, and so mad that the kilt guy I wanted to like the kilt guy and I just didn't like the kilt guy. <laughs> and so then every every episode he's around, I'm like, "Ugh." You were supposed to go first. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot even remember because it's been so long since I've watched. I can't remember Mary, uh, which is sad because it sounds like they should have been remembered. Yeah. Yeah. She she had a real bright red lipstick. It was very bold. Oh. And her her second thing was the spice pantry, which I thought was really clever. Yeah. With the big pepper. Yep. Yeah, well, it's it's also especially disappointing because I think she, I think if I'm remembering correctly, I think she's the only black cast member, um, and so it was like a bummer because she like yeah. came in with a really strong story and like one of her first crafts was like very personal. She even oh, made like a funny joke about like, "Hope I don't have to keep making personal stuff because I don't want to keep crying on this show." And I was like, "Oh, yeah. you're the best." Um, and so I was like so bummed that she went home so early, yeah. especially because I watch a lot of reality TV competitions and like women of color go home so early so frequently that i was like no no <laughs> kilt guy <laughs> uh, yeah. so i was i was pretty bummed about that but i'm so happy to have it back because it's it's so delightful otherwise i know yeah. i will say though i do not like simon dunan and dana i think her name is dana with two hyphenated last names i never appreciate their commentary and i don't know if it's yeah i i don't know if it's because they are set up to be the judges and nick and amy are just so lovey and supportive that no matter what (laughs) i wasn't gonna like who they are but i'm like i don't because you know and the one the female judge is like the trend spotter for it was etsy i don't know if she's still with etsy but like i just i'm like that's not trendy to me or, you know, it's craft. <laughs> it doesn't have to be trendy. Like, I don't know. I feel you. Yeah. The funny thing to me about I, – I, I feel where you're coming from though because the funny thing about Simon is like Simon comes from such a place of like high fashion. Yeah, um, That like so many of the contestants are like, I don't know how to even interpret what you're saying. There was one moment where he, he called something um, – gosh, what did he call it? Uh, I want to say he. It, this isn't actually what he said, but I'm gonna use it as an example because I think it could it could work the same way. But he basically said like, "Oh, it's like so shabby. I love it or whatever, oh, something yeah, like that." Oh yeah, what was it? Yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't remember. Um, oh, but yeah, it was weird. But somebody literally had to say like, "Oh, that's a compliment, by the way." And and <laughs> the contestant was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and I was like, "You're so." You're like so like high fashion about certain things or I think he might be an interior design, but whatever the case is, like he's so cerebral about some of it that I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, they don't understand when you're complimenting them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's so funny. (laughs) I don't. I don't think I mind them that much. Like I think. (laughs) Oh, I don't mind them a ton. I like them, especially as like a in community with Amy and Nick. Like I like all of them together. And I I know, like, those two are the judges and have, like, the power in the room. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I don't always agree with what they say, like, kicking out. I forgot her name. Rachel? The person you were talking about earlier with the red lipstick? Yeah. There's been a lot of times on this show that I'm, in this season in particular, I've been disappointed in who gets sent home and who stays. Um, 
But I don't know. I guess I'm kind of making myself like them less by talking about this. Because I was like, <laughs> I don't remember like disliking them in uh, like earlier seasons. So I feel like it's just carrying through that I like think they're fine. And then Amy and Nick like pull them up to another level when they're all mm. together. I, I think they're fine too. Like I don't want, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to convince you not to like them or anything. <laughs> um, I just think I, uh, I see where Vicky's coming from though. Um, as far as like, I do think it is sometimes odd that like they split the, like that I, I it's, it's a bit, but it's also like reality that like Amy and Nick are yeah. specifically separating themselves from yeah. the position of having to be judges or eliminate people. And they turn it into like a fun bit. So like, I can roll with it. Um, so I get where Vicky's coming from, though, because I do think there is it. They 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 don't just act like hosts necessarily. You know, like they are right. involved. Right. Um, it's not like a Ryan Seacrest situation where it's like, oh, well, you're obviously not a judge. You know, so mm-hmm. I definitely get that. But I, yeah, I, I just like <laughs> I hope you don't not like them as as a result of us talking about them. <laughs> no, I think I'll still like them. And just like maybe need to think more critically about it. Cause I, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. I think the bits are funny when Simon says something and then they're like, ah, uh, and then have to translate it. Cause I, you know, it's a bit, it's your stick. And so I, yeah. and Simon's also, I think really weird. Uh, and so I like that he's weird. Yeah. I huh. agree with you. I think it's funny. I, I, I didn't mean to say it was a bad thing. If I did say that, I, I, I thought it was a funny moment. <laughs> I think it's yeah. funny that he's in such a, like, I think it's true that he he speaks on a level that's like completely outside of a lot of the people in the room, but I think it's funny. Yeah. I'm excited for y'all to get deeper into it to see what you think. Yeah. I also thought it was weird that they added two people in the, after I know that didn't the first episode. Because I was like, they get a free pass on not having to make anything in the first one. And mm-hmm. so I thought it was very kind that no contestants were like, this is kind of fucked up. <laughs> like, right. I just had to spend 12 hours making this damn thing. I think and, the only reason uh, they get away with something like that is because they didn't eliminate anybody the first time around. And my guess is it probably has something to do with COVID. Mm. Uh, but I, I don't know that. I, that was just my guess. When, when, they, when they introduced it, I was huh. like, oh, that's interesting. Like, were they cast but, like, needed an extra time to, like – be like, oh, wait, you know what? Like, let's double check. We want to be super sure. Like, I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. That's all totally pure speculation. But I just assumed because so much weird shit Stuff. is happening yeah. with these types That's of fair. shows. Yeah. I just, but but I agree with you. And I, I, I initially had like admittedly sort of a bias against the two because I was like, who oh, do yeah. you <laughs> think you are? But I instantly, <laughs> instantly uh, after like one, or I think it was like the second craft, uh, the woman that was introduced in the second episode, I was like, okay, fine, I like you, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but the other guy, like, worked for Martha Stewart? That See, seems that like... seems unfair. Okay. Like, how are you here, here's, person? Here, here's my <laughs> other complaint, because I think it was somewhat like this in the other season and a half that I saw, but this season, like, they've got the Martha Stewart guy, they've got the guy who's, like, a professional sculptor. It seems that, like, these aren't just oh, yeah. craft people. Like, in the Chelsea, I really like her, but she does miniatures for, like, a living. Like, these aren't just crafters. These are, like, people who do this for oh, their God, day job. It's turning too professional. Yeah, and that, I don't <laughs> like that because then it, I don't know. I don't mind, fine. I don't mind if they, if they make a living off of, like, their thing. Um, but I do think if if they end, it's weird because it's it's not a one to one to something like The Voice, right? Where it's like you either are signed to a record label or you are not signed to a record mm-hmm. label. Um, but like 
I think for me, without having like a very strict line that I can identify, like working for Martha Stewart feels like the equivalent <laughs> of being signed to a record label, even yeah. if he isn't currently working for Martha Stewart. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. I don't know exactly how to like measure it, but I think I'm somewhere in the middle uh, on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's where I fall. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't <laughs> turn into uh, what happened kind of with, I hate to bring it up, but RuPaul's Drag Race, where Uh-oh. in the beginning it was a lot of like home yeah homemade queens and that kind of not that that still doesn't happen but now people come with like real expensive and deep closets and yeah so very expensive to be on rupaul's drag race yeah (laughs) i never had a sugar daddy i don't have (laughs) if i wanted a sugar daddy yes i could go get one (laughs) i don't have the whole thing memorized nobody nobody that was good though i'm what sickening (laughs) sickening (laughs) yep yeah, I, I I can't imagine it will. I I don't think. I hope it will. not. Yeah, I'm excited to have it. I I'm glad we got another season of it. Yeah. I'm glad that they were able to make it work given all the circumstances. Um, yeah, and I hope it keeps happening because it's such a good show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the it's American Bake Off. Yeah, mm-hmm. in terms exactly. of feel good. I know it's better at being it's better at capturing the vibe of the Great British Bake Off than the actual than American, American Bake Off. Yes. Truth. <laughs> Riddled in controversy American Bake Off. Very on brand. Uh now we just need to get Vicky on the show. So that's our next yeah. goal. Yep. Well, I'm no pro, so printing press. Perfect. You can be the I know. Yeah, there's I haven't like had home. one of those before. Yeah, you'll be the printing press person. That'll be yeah. like your That's your shtick. Your thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, Katie, have you been watching anything? Uh, I have been. I uh, binged Grace and Frankie with my partner because oh, I didn't know that happened until you all talked about it last yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so we binged that and loved it. And then I've also watched uh, the first season of this cartoon called Centaur World. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. It, I the keep first... seeing the word Centaur World, and I'm like, it sounds like something I should know about. <laughs> Yeah, I think you'd like it. It's got, uh, again, a lot of singing in it, which is (laughs) something I guess I've been into lately. But the first two minutes, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic cartoon, but then it's also really cute and rainbowy, but it's Hmm. like hella dark sometimes to the point where I was like, oh my god, this is like Y7? Can seven-year-olds deal with this? Because I don't know if I could deal with this. (laughs) I think so. Sounds Uh, very much like something I would like. (laughs) Let me Google real quick. But I'm pretty sure the age rating is like pretty young. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I'm sure things like Adventure Time and and Regular Show are probably technically Uh, Y7 as well. Yeah. Uh, And those get pretty fucked up at times. Yeah. It's really good, though. Uh and uh, it's very silly and very rainbowy, and uh, very queer without ever being explicitly queer. So hopefully in future seasons it'll get more. Well, there's like some hints of explicit, but I, j- you know me, I want everything to be. Yeah. Very no one explicit. can deny. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> so yeah, that's been a fun, a fun thing to to watch. Um, and I've been enjoy. I enjoyed it. I'm excited. There's going to be another season, I think, based on how the first one ended. So I'm excited for more. Katie, have you watched Steven Universe? I have watched uh, parts of Steven Universe, but never okay. the whole thing. Okay. I just ask because, like, 
Steven Universe, and this is, I don't even know why this is necessarily a response to what you're talking about, but I just think of Steven Universe uh, as like one of the queerest shows that is like <laughs> arguably not explicitly queer, but is like mm-hmm. very explicitly queer at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I guess I just thought of that because like when you were talking about Centaur World being like pretty queer, but not explicitly queer, I was like, I wonder if it's kind of similar or not. Uh, yeah. So now I'm like even more excited to check it out. And yeah. like, I think I think you can very easily make arguments that like, no, Steven Universe is very explicitly, obviously queer. Um, but I think its queerness is sort of like wrapped up in something that is literally, but also figuratively not human. And that's kind mm. of part of how it did so much of what it did so early on before it was yeah. more obviously so. So um, it's a it's a uh, weird sort of uh, property to measure uh, in yeah. that way. I mean, Steven Universe has been, I mean, it's many kind of years old now at this point. So probably when it started, it had to do exactly that kind of like Mass Effect, right? Like, oh no, like this, this isn't a woman. You can't like romance. This isn't a same sex option. This is an alien, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't have a gender in the same way that oh. humans have a gender. So it's different. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of kind of things early on would find loopholes, you know, to help kind of break stuff open. Same with like yeah. Legend of Korra and Adventure mm-hmm. Time. There had to be so much intentional plotting and planning to get even just the hint of queerness because networks were so quick to like squash it or say, no, you can't do this. Yeah. Steven with Steven universe. It's like, there's a, you'll get a, you'll get to a point in the show where you're like, Oh, they're dancing. And then you're like, Oh wait, no, this is sex. (laughs) (laughs) What? But it obviously, but it obviously isn't because it's, Uh it's Steven universe. You know what I mean? But like just the way that they talk about each other and the way that they approach things and the way that they like, it isn't like it explicitly is not, but, but at the same is. time you're like, oh, but this absolutely is that, and it's actually kind of, it's kind of amazing, and it's kind of like really beautifully done, um, because you're like, oh wow, well they really kind of they kind of snuck up with me on that, and because it's <laughs> because it is that, but it explicitly isn't that. It's not the type of thing I think that would make people uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It would be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like. A, a way to introduce this type of communication and and broach these types of feelings um, that an adult might be able to sort of uh, like then apply to things like love or sex or different types of relationships and stuff like that. But kids would just get from it like talking about feelings and talking mm-hmm. about emotions and things like that. And yeah. Uh, like interpersonal connections. It's like just really deftly done. So huh. I'll have to huh. get deeper into it then. I'll have to commit. How about you, Vicky? What season of Grey's Anatomy are you on? 20? 16. (laughs) Ooh. You slowed down. Well, yeah, because, you know, I needed to. Um, (laughs) So I'm on 16. There's 17 on Netflix, and I'm hoping 18 comes in fall. I did not meet my goal of wrapping it up before the semester started, which is fine. Yeah. Um, so now I'm savoring, healthy. yeah, savoring every last drop of it. Um, <laughs> but one thing that I am watching that I loved seeing next to each other. So on my Netflix, like recently watched list. So it's Grey's Anatomy with Meredith Grey, Alan Pompeo on the front. And then right next to it is The Chair with Sandra Oh. So good old oh. Christina Yang making an appearance in a new show. Aww. So The Chair just came out last week 
Um, I think they timed it with Back to School. And um, Sandra Oh is the lead character, and she is the department chair for English at this, like, fake Pembroke College. That's, like, old boys club and Mm. faculty that are, like, 90 years old and just standing up lecturing and, you know, trying to get, like, the new era in there. So I'm only two episodes in. It's only a six-episode season one which is killing me because I thought it was going to be longer and I've been very excited for this show because it's higher ed, academia, all that good stuff. But it's it's good. It's definitely not what I expected, but I am enjoying it. So I recommend. And it's it's like takes itself seriously, but then it doesn't. So it's a good give and take, I think. And then the other thing that I've put surprisingly a lot of time into is Lego Masters. Ooh, I, think, yeah, I, think, I missed that that started. I was so mad that I missed that it happened. Well, it's still happening. I think. Oh, okay, only, okay. I, mean, I, I don't think it ended yet. I think they have eight episodes out there. So okay. it's being released still on Hulu as it airs. We happened to pick it up like when a cousin was visiting and then just kind of kept watching it. And that's what I've been watching instead of making it, to be honest. It's just like... Hmm. It's different. And, I, you know, Will Arnett is cool. Making um, it with Legos. Yeah, it is. So I've, I've been enjoying it. And I'm learning things about Lego bricks, not Legos, mm-hmm. that I didn't know before. There's some very particular – Yeah. There's some very particular <laughs> language and nuance that uh, – who knew? I wasn't trying to correct you. I was, like, mentally correcting myself I'm because teasing. I call them Legos. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like a thing that they constantly sort of, like – they like joke about it on the show, but also like right behind Serious. the joke is them yeah. being like, but no, seriously, officially, yeah. it's just Lego. There is no Legos. <laughs> Legos aren't a thing. Oh, okay. Oops. <laughs> That's funny. I like that show. Katie, have you seen any of that one? Uh, a couple months ago, I think I watched an episode, okay. uh, but I forgot about it until right now. It's like another mostly wholesome, yeah, uh, like competition show. I, I think it embraces a little bit more of the intensity and tension mm. um, that other shows do, but it's never, at least the first season, never felt like malicious or anything like that. It's, mm-hmm. I, I didn't get the vibe that they were doing anything Mm-mm. that like Big Brother, Survivor, RuPaul might do to try to like create, you know, mm. tension. You know, Stir it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if they do, it's like they're joking, and it's very clear that yeah. like they're trying to do it to make fun of yeah. reality shows. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's 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 it is a reality competition, but it's also almost a spoof of reality competition at the same time. It's, mm. it's silly. Yeah. yeah. Was there anything else that folks are thinking about or want to talk about? I I'm I'm late on this, but I finally listened to the Olivia Rodrigo album. No hot takes here. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> would recommend <laughs> the songs on the radio are solid yeah i i hadn't heard any of them uh i i went this long without hearing the song driver's license and uh i get it <laughs> um the reason i the reason i listened to it is because i saw that there was a bunch of i, I guess i'll just say conversation because i don't think it's really controversy i guess like three of her songs now after having released the album She's been like required to like credit other artists as co-writers. Oh. And I was like, this is this is this seems excessive. You know, like one of them, uh, like one of them I think she had to uh I think she had to include Taylor Swift as a co-writer. Wow. Um one I think she had to she had to include uh two members of Paramore as a co-writer. And I was like, this is this is yeah, what's like happening? bananas. Basically, people are saying, like, oh, you're ripping off songs. 
and then they're going oh. to they're going to court and um I didn't realize that like these cases are like jury cases huh. so then like they're they're having to argue like no I didn't actually plagiarize this song but then if you play the song to like people who aren't <laughs> people who make music they're just going to be like yeah I mean it sounds pretty similar I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> like so I don't know like I I like the album and I feel like now I want to learn more about cases like this cuz I think I think Sam Smith, I think they had to do this at one point where one of their songs, uh, like retroactively, they had to credit maybe like Tom Petty or somebody like that. I don't remember what it was. Um, I feel like Katy Perry had something like that too. Yeah. Many, many years ago. And I saw something, and this isn't like new, but I saw something that said like, this is happening increasingly. Hmm. Um, And I was like, I want to know why that is. Because like- Money. Songs, well, yeah, I mean, that's the why, but like- I don't know. Songs sounding similar aren't necessarily plagiarized. Yeah. So I don't know. I I just want to look more into it. Radio is I know, right? Songs sounding similar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I saw a little bit of conversation just only today, which is why I don't have like a lot to say about it. But yeah. uh, But I was curious, and I like I get it. I song some of some songs sound like other songs. Chord progressions. There aren't that many of them. (laughs) 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 But I do like it. Yeah, well, I'm excited to benefit from your research and uh, yeah. hear more about what you find. <laughs> yeah, the only other thing I, I have is I have an update. I have a goals update. <gasps> oh, yeah, Go I, for uh, it. I I did finish this weekend for some reason, and I still my brain is like in this mode. Um, all I want to do is play Pokemon all day, <laughs> um, and it, it's annoying. I have to do literally anything else ever because <laughs> um, my brain is just like play more Pokemon. But this weekend, in the spirit of two separate goals. I completed my Let's Go Pikachu Pokedex, um, which required me to beat the Elite Four, which I didn't realize I hadn't done yet. So I finished that. I finished a Pokedex, which was one of my goals. And then I finished a game because that's the main campaign. Mm. And then I also finished the campaign for Pokemon Sword. So I like knocked out two games and I was like, great. These campaigns are done. I can move on. Part of the motivation was the goals. Part of the motivation was realizing I had like six different Pokemon games all going at once. And I was like, I need to make a list and I need to follow the list. Um, and uh, ultimately, it was very produ- it was a very productive Pokemon weekend. And I can check off a couple yeah. couple goals. Congrats. I'm, I'm staying productive. That's awesome. <laughs> that is really awesome. Yeah. Felt Big good. wins right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wanted to mention is not nearly as fun or good as that. Uh, just because we talked about the Activision Blizzard lawsuit a couple oh, no. episodes mm-hmm. ago. I don't know if y'all saw that there's been an update where frickin' HR shredded documents <gasps> to keep them from being seen. So that so sucks. So cool. Not suspicious or incriminating at all. No, no, no. That's not a sign. Yeah, no. That's definitely not. Huh. Uh, but I was like, what the hell? Yeah. That's some Gross. shit. Yeah. Gross. So I think that's being added into the lawsuit or something. Law hope. stuff is still a little confusing for me. So I think it's being incorporated instead of being another thing. But yeah. Okay. Good old uh, shredding of evidence. Definitely people who have nothing to hide do that, so. Yeah. So, like, here's the thing. It's easy for me to be like, oh, Activision Blizzard, like, it's a toxic company. Like, it sucks, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, there are individuals in that company who are shredding things. 
Like, mm-hmm. it's I, it's baffling to me. Like, you know, you can work for a place that's bad and then want to make change or, like, get out or, you know, still have to work there or whatever. But, like, individuals who are actively, like, either conspiring or working together to, like, make it bad. Like, that just blows my mind. Like, who who shreds HR? Like, what? Like, you know yeah. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's gross. Yes. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's like the whole, I mean, it's like part of the huge problem is like corporations aren't people, but people make up corporations. So like, like somebody had like, it's not enough to just say like corporations aren't people and they're bad. Like those things are both true because of, because of the power that so many of them hold in the current sort of like structure. But like, also you can't divorce that from the fact that like people have to be doing bad things to support that structure. Right. Like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Uh, who was it? Who did it? I know. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, and I think they're also. I don't know if this is totally new or if this was also embedded in like the original one, but uh, they're looking into how temporary workers were treated and um, how they treated like trans employees. Uh, so. I think, you know, when you said it's easy to say this is a toxic environment, I think you can stand by that pretty easily based on everything. So, which is disappointing because I love Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I know, right? And Activision currently, I believe, owns the publishing rights to Crash and Spyro as well. Don't they? Because one thing I keep seeing is, is like a conversation about like, Hey, if you're, which, you know, I, 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 I get the full picture, but like the only reason I think I know that to be true is because I feel like a lot of people were like, Hey, if your first reaction to the Activision lawsuit is what about Crash and Spyro? Maybe your priorities suck. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's true. But I do think it's, it's frustrating because there's so many properties that like we grew up with that are now collected <laughs> and owned by Activision and for yeah. a lot of people, Blizzard, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. <sighs> On that note. Yeah, I know. Oh my God, I think of a transition. Well, we'll just shift gears into something to cleanse our palate. You know? Less yeah, toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, we are revisiting one of our favorite, one of our things that we did that we really liked, uh, where we asked each other a question um, that we made up somewhere in our brains about video <laughs> games. So the three of us, the way this is going to work, the three of us each came up with one question. We will round robin one person's question at a time. Uh, beyond that, there are no rules. So, yeah, Doug, do you want to ask your question first? Sure. So <laughs> my question for the group for the class, <laughs> is if you could take any movie, TV show, or book, uh, or really any property that isn't a video game and make it a video game, what would the game be like? So it could be something that's never had a game, or it could just be a new a new interpretation of that uh, that property through a game, if that makes any sort of sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Vicky, what do you got? What'd you think up? So I thought of a reinterpretation and I I didn't research to see if this exists, but I feel pretty confident that it doesn't. So I would like a hyper-realistic Jurassic Park game. So I've I've played because uh, (laughs) dinosaurs. It does. It does. It's a little, a little probably scary for me, but um, I've played, there's a Telltale 
like story based Jurassic Park game that was like a side story uh, that was good and had some suspenseful elements, but it was very cartoony. I've played the Lego versions of Jurassic Park, which is just like more Lego than Jurassic Park to me. And I really would like something that's that's going to build tension like the movies. And the best comparison I could think of kind of because it's it's something I'm playing now. But The Last of Us and, like, Naughty Dog does such a good time, <laughs> good time, just such a good job of, like, building suspense where, you know, realistically, you know what's going to happen or you have expectations, but, like, you're just so tense approaching it. And I feel like that's what the Jurassic Park movies do. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, T-Rex is going to come and chase me, but, like, I'm still, like, <laughs> well, maybe it won't. So I would love if there's a Jurassic Park game. That used all the new technology. Oh, yeah, there's, a like, the park builder, like, the roller coaster tycoon Jurassic Park game that is not – doesn't have the best reviews. So I would like something that's very realistic, uses the best technology, and also, like, creeps me out and gives me nightmares about raptors because I still Ooh. don't like the raptors in the kitchen scene. Like, that still bugs me 25 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. Ooh. Yeah. So, so, so basically, yeah. like a Naughty Dog style narrative driven Jurassic Park game. Is that like kind of what you're? <laughs> yeah, like? yeah. I I, think I'm into it. That I'm would into be good. It. That would be good. I think. Damn. <laughs> Ooh, I would. I would totally play that. I've never played any of the Jurassic Park games, um, even the Lego one. I do have it. I've heard very good things about it. Yeah, um, it's good. But I haven't played any of them. But I. I so. Uh, so that would get me. That would get me pretty. Pretty immediately. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. We'll call Naughty Dog. <laughs> hey Naughty Dog, we got your next project. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, did you Scary. have what's your response to this one? Yeah, in completely different directions. <laughs> uh, there were two things that immediately came to mind. One of them was uh so the L Word was a show that was pretty oh, yeah. formative for me Ooh. growing up. So I was like, what if we took the L Word? Made it better because the original, I watched it a couple of years ago and I was like, damn, there was some not so great stuff happening. So what if we took the original L word? I haven't watched the new one, so I don't know if it makes it better, but fix some of the like messed up tropes and things mm. happening and then turn it into a fun queer dating sim. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I mean, I don't know what other direction you would have gone in, but when you said that, I was hoping that's where you a were fighting going with game. it. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, the yeah. <laughs> That would probably be pretty fun too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like Super L Word Turbo Edition 2. <laughs> yes. World uh, Tour. Yeah. Uh, and then you could, you know, have crossovers with Power Rangers and then I'm sure they can make like a I don't know. In the dating game, you mean, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was trying to think of like I, I love queer dating simulators and I love when they really like open it up so that there's not just binary genders and you can make your character be into whoever, right? So I really like when you queer up stuff like to the extreme. And I, so I was like, what would be a good movie or TV show that has a large ensemble cast? Um, and I was like, you know what? The L word. Uh, there's like dudes on it. I, there wasn't non-binary folks. There was a trans person who got treated real shittily, mm. but like they could make all that stuff better um, and make a, a little dating sim. And then 
The other one is just because I love Moana. Um, I was just listening to the, I was Aww. not just listening. I was experiencing yes. uh, and belting out along to the Moana the soundtrack earlier today while I was working. Nice. Yep. It's that's the only way to either belt out or cry or oh. both yeah. at the same time as you oh, listen. I did, I did both. Uh, <laughs> Let's yeah, be yeah, real. Yeah. You did it right. Uh, but like a Moana Stardew Valley type mashup um, where instead of going into the mines, you go on the sea um, and, you know, get through different levels and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I don't know all the details of it, but something, something along those lines. No, that's amazing because the very first, well, not the first song, but like one of the early sort of like stage setting songs in Moana is all about how they live on the island. Mm-hmm. And it incorporates so many like uh, like jobs and tasks mm-hmm. and relationships and roles and stuff like that. So like you can really just build out from there like the island life portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the adventure stuff would obviously be like the Moana stuff. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. – I think I think you've got most of it figured out. <laughs> like uh-huh. I, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool too. What about you, Doug? I have I have uh I thought of two things. One is something that I know already had adaptations of it. I just want a better mm. one. So I was trying to think of like how it could be better. I don't know if I fully landed on that. So I have like another answer as well. So the first one is like, I just want a good survivor video game. Yeah. <laughs> there are th- three. <laughs> if you can believe it. Uh, at least. I don't know. They might have made one for DS or something, but they had huh. two CD ROM games uh, and they had a Wii game. And uh, I've never actually played any of them, but I spent time today uh, watching reviews of them um, or like watching people play them um, mm-hmm. to get a little familiar with them. Because uh, I was like, well, I don't want to say that they're terrible and have bad ideas j- without ha- knowing what they are. Right. Um, but now I kind of have a better idea of of what I would like to see. I think one of the problems with the Survivor games that have existed so far is that they're like almost too structured. Because like the thing with Survivor is like you go out on an island and compete for 39 days against other people with challenges and you vote people off. And so I think I think like sometimes they just get overwhelmed by that idea and trying to have to f- like having to fit it into like one session of play mm. i was thinking like why not make it more like a sim style game that you kind mm. of play at your own pace mm. um and then you can build relationships with people you can do things you can kind of build quote build your shelter and you just sort of do it on your own time and then that way you have like actual sort of like meaningful parasocial relationships with these characters that could then inform like voting whenever you wanted to do that because one of the big faults of the other games is like either on the like on the Wii one like there was no social component right so it's just sort of like all right uh, the computer's going to decide who leaves now pray that it's oh, not yeah. you um and then the CD-ROM ones you like you could talk about other tribe mates but basically like if you just trashed somebody enough to everybody it'd be like all right well that person's going home now so like it all just happened too fast so i would like to see a more sims style approach a more like life sim style approach that you can kind of casually play at uh explore the environment you know spend time with people <laughs> like <laughs> like the sims in your neighborhood yeah. um and then kind of play it more at your own pace and and you know maybe you never finish and that's fine um but i feel like you could do cooler stuff with it than than what's been done before that's kind of 
never ever gonna i mean none of these ever have to happen but um i think there's very few people who would actually want that but i want it so i still i still said it the other thing was inspired by my reading i was shocked to learn that there were also a number of animorphs video games (laughs) one of which was a pokemon (gasps) ripoff game (laughs) for game boy color didn't know that until i already thought of what i wanted but uh, I think doing an open world, non-linear, I guess, I guess like action game, could be really cool for something like Animorphs. Imagine something like a like an Infamous or a Far Cry or something where you have the environment, mm-hmm. um, and you can find certain animals to sort of like get the DNA of in different places, and then you sort of like figure out new places that you can go because you have learned to fly, or you're small enough to get into these areas, or stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think you could do cool stuff with that as well. So. A survivor life sim game and an Animorphs open world action game. <laughs> That's what I Those thought. Those are both cool. That's awesome. <laughs> a quick question about the life sim. Would that have yeah. like online multiplayer components or would that just be like a solo so I thought about that. That's one of the, so that's one of the things that's been a challenge with these types of games as well, is like it's weird. Survivor, you can you can simulate a Survivor game in person very easily. You can simulate a Survivor game on the internet using like forums or Facebook or social media relatively easily. But doing it on a video game has proven really challenging because largely the length of the game has been a hindrance for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, or like how do you get people to commit for a long time? Like matchmaking would seem weird. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a way to do it. You could I mean the fact that thing that, that like battle royale games are now a huge thing, that mm-hmm. Among Us is huge and that's basically mm-hmm. Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um like I think you could you could shrink it down. Instead of doing a life sim, you could shrink it down and just make it a social strategy online multiplayer experience like Among Us or similar games like that. You could do mm-hmm. something like that. Multiplayer and like the the more life sim style thing. They did this, I don't know if it still exists. There was this sort of like experiment i guess with big brother where they did like big brother online and you would like sign up for games and there would be like scheduled times where you had to play and that i never played because i was like that seems like way too much of a commitment to be an (laughs) online multiplayer experience you know what i mean so yeah so that i mean that's the big challenge right is like it is a social strategy game so it's like how do you make it actually social and life sim was the only way i could think is like you know, doing things for people or helping helping folks with stuff like you would in a life sim game and actually like building up relationship meters with people or whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Well, I I would play any and all of those games. So yeah. <laughs> that's so kind. <laughs> that survivor game is a hot mess, but thank you. I love it. <laughs> Sometimes hot messes are really fun. And isn't Survivor kind of like a hot mess? That's true. It is yeah. in the spirit of a reality competition. Yeah. <laughs> My question is uh, I guess maybe in a similar vein, but my question is, or questions. Uh, if you could mash up any game franchises for a crossover, what would they be and what type of game would it be? Let that percolate for a second. <laughs> and then, since Vicky went first last time, Doug, Ooh. no pressure, but you want to go first? Yeah. Well, I have so many things written down because I, I this question was like uh, sneaky difficult for some reason for, for mm. me to wrap my head around because what I kept doing was I kept taking one franchise and just like putting it onto another 
game if that makes if that makes mm-hmm. sense as opposed to like taking two franchises and like oh. mixing them together right mm-hmm. um so it took me a while to get to one that i felt like actually was that but i have so many things along the way some of them <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't sure i was going to say but now they feel appropriate katie you mentioned dating games um <gasps> this is something that that my that my dead by daylight crew has has joked about um a Dead by Daylight dating game. Let us date the killers. <laughs> oh my Come on. God, no. Let us date the murderers. What are you doing? Oh. Why doesn't this exist yet? <laughs> it's got to, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm genuine. I had to double Somewhere check because I'm genuinely shocked it hasn't. That game has such a queer following. It's honestly shocking it doesn't exist yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I do think it would be really funny. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but you brought up dating sims, so that that's one that I would like to Hell see. Yeah. Um, that's not real. That's not a cross. I mean, that th- again, that that's less of a f- uh, crossover and more being like, what if Dream Daddy was actually just Dead by Daylight characters? Um, and, so, but not, you could, you know. <laughs> you know, after you choose your partner or partners, you can go on a killing spree together. You know, yeah. so there you go. There you go. So there there you <laughs> you must satisfy the entity through murder. Um, and then I, I, one thing I thought of was definitely a crossover. But then like – and I was like, this is my answer. I found it. And then for some reason, uh, like half an hour later, I was like, those aren't video game franchises. You just made a video game out of two existing franchises, which okay, was Power right? Rangers and, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which have crossed Ooh. over a lot. They've crossed over in the show. They've crossed over oh. in comics. Um, and, and I was like, well, I want like a Marvel ultimate Alliance style game mm. that is power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Cause there's so many characters from fro- both of those games yeah. or those franchises, again, not originally game <laughs> video games, <laughs> um, that I was like, it would really work. Cause you could still collect characters <laughs> along the way and like meet different characters from both those respective universes. Um, but again, not, not totally in the spirit <laughs> <laughs> the question. I mean, and then, there are no uh, rules. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why I'm that's why I'm still saying a bunch of these. Um I think the one that gets closest to it, but maybe isn't the most inspired, so I do have an answer after this as well. I think the one that's the closest is Uncharted and Tomb Raider should already have crossed over. Oh yeah. That's, I don't know how they haven't. I know, right? Huh. It, like they're they're basically the same same style of game at this point, and they easily could fit into each other's universes. Um, so if I actually have to take like video game original characters and cross them over, which my brain was struggling so hard to do, um, <laughs> that actually is like, here are two video game franchises that I think you could easily cross over. I do think it wouldn't be necessarily inventive with like the genre. I think it would just be, you know, th- that type of game, that like narrative driven adventure game, mm-hmm. uh, probably where sometimes you're playing as Nathan and sometimes you're playing as Lara Croft, mm-hmm. um, but I think you could do cool stuff with it because they both have this sort of like, you know, Indiana Jones inspired adventure mysticism yeah. type stuff. So yeah. uh, I think you could do that. What if they we had two separate starts to the story and they were both going after the same treasure from <gasps> different perspectives and then they <gasps> meet Vicky. and then there's a third enemy who we don't like, and then they team up, and then there's some kind of mystic spirit that they also have to defeat, and then they both get the treasure. The end. Or they decide we shouldn't take treasures from oh, whatever right. land. We should, we should leave this because <laughs> it belongs to people. That, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. 
That's a better yes, ending. I, I, the lesson should be in all these games. Maybe we shouldn't have fucked with this shit in the yeah. first place. It wasn't ours. Yeah. <laughs> But I love that approach, Vicky. I think that's that's I, brilliant. Yeah, that's that's good stuff right there. And I think probably the most natural way to actually cross them over. Yeah. yeah. That's really I, smart. I was thinking, I don't think Nathan and Lara would be like, I don't think they'd get along as companions, but I think they can mm-hmm. work together for yeah. a common cause. That's a good observation yeah. for sure. I like that. But the one that I actually want that is oh, yeah. technically <laughs> two video games uh, I love the it, thought you've put into this. I know, I know. I have so many notes. I'm not. I still haven't even said them all, and I won't. But like, oh I just was trying so hard because then it became a challenge, right? Where I was like, they asked for two video game franchises. Does this shouldn't be so hard? Um, so I would love to smash up uh, the characters and environment sort of style of Stardew Valley um, with parts of Pokemon um, to make a. A, a game where you're specifically raising grass type Pokemon. <laughs> that's oh. what I want. Uh, so I I want a game that's like, it's not fully like Stardew Valley. It's not fully Pokemon or anything like that. But I think you could do, maybe it's a little bit more like Slime Rancher um, where you're specifically huh. like collecting and raising uh, like critters, but you're not, you're not battling with them or anything. They're not, they are alive. Uh, so you're not like harvesting them or anything. Um, but I, I think doing something like Slam Ra- Slime Rancher, uh, with, with the sort of, uh, like vibe and characters of Stardew Valley, uh, and like actual pr- plant Pokemon, I think would be really, really cute. I just want to raise a bunch <laughs> of sun flora in 16 Aww. bits. Oh, that'd be so fun. <laughs> That's what I want. I like it. Based on what you're saying, this game definitely isn't the exact same thing. But I've been seeing stuff uh, for a game called Monster Harvest, uh, which oh, is either out or is coming like out soon. Want. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the the pitch, right? Like Pokemon and farming sim combined. <gasps> I don't know exactly the details of it, but it, it's either out now or coming out soon. So I mean, that sounds great. Yeah, it could be. It could be something to check into. I mean that's kind of that's kind of why I wanted to play Slime Rancher was it was like let's go on an adventure and find different critters but then let's bring them back and like we build our little area and our farm and we raise them and we be friends. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> but I'd also love just a straight up Pokemon yeah. grass type one cuz then I would finally have my dream of being surrounded by Bulbasaur. So You could. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh <my> <laughs> The number of Pokemon ideas I had were just alarming. So. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, what, what, uh, hopefully you, your brain didn't, uh, do as many gymnastics as my did, mine did to come up with like 12 answers, but <laughs> no, uh, maybe it did. It could be fun. What'd you think up? <laughs> I, this is a toughie for me. Um, one I came up with, it exists already, but I'm going with the, it needs to be redone. So I, you mentioned it earlier, but I really want a good Spyro and Crash franchise oh, crossover. Yes. Yeah. So there were some for Game Boy Advance. There were two versions hmm. for Game Boy Advance and they weren't one was better than the other, but they still weren't great. And I would like one on a console. So I would love if there was a really good Spyro Crash just like misadventure game where they do silly things. I think that would be that would be fun. Uh but the the one that I think could be cool, it's still gonna be in the same style. So action adventure narrative uh story driven hack and slash 
So what if we put God of War and <laughs> I know and Heavenly Sword Ooh. and Hellblade Whoa. into Ooh. one universe? And because each of those games has kind of its own like mythos and its own set of like rules and and mythology to some degree. So I think it'd be really cool if they were all interwoven. I don't I don't think the characters necessarily would work together. I don't know how they would interact. I just want them all there. Um, maybe it's all they're all working towards like one piece of um, metal of like a weapon, <laughs> a piece of metal <laughs> uh, or something like that. But I, I think the tone of all three of those games, it's it's more serious. Um, and I, I think they could work together in a way. And I just want to see them all in one world. Yeah. I think he's like, put all of my favorite violent characters in the same game yeah. Yeah. so I can be violent with all of them without switching discs or files. Yeah, and just enjoy them all. <laughs> I don't know. And they're, so, like, Kratos and Nariko were both in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. So, like, they did appear in that world, but that it was very oh, much yeah. not in the style of their own home games. So I think it would be cool to see more of them interact with different people. Yeah, I, I I dig it. I dig it. I, it, it. Again, I feel like even if like the environments or the characters are, are very different, like the mechanics and the sort of like vibe and tone would mm. would not be so jarring to like mash them up together. So I, I, I don't think it's super far-fetched. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Imagine a cool cinematic cutscene where they're like battling back to back and have to like, yeah. you know, share weapons back and forth and just like. Kill everyone. Okay, yeah, so Nariko gets the Blades of Chaos and Kratos gets the Heavenly Sword. I can see that. <laughs> I don't know if, enough about Hellblade to, uh, well, to work and that I don't in, know. But... I don't think Senua has one weapon necessarily, so I don't know where she would fit in, but we can figure it out. She's just well, there's... there, moral support or something. I mean, they could make it work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so here's a question. How difficult is this game? Because uh, I feel like <laughs> yeah, it's it's only God mode. There's nothing. Oh my lower. god! Vicky. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Vicky over here guaranteeing that I will break another PlayStation we, controller. We all just cry. We all just cry. No one wants to play it but me, and I still am not any good. <laughs> no, that was the only answer. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Oh yeah, and do you have to use your what is it six axis? Uh, oh my gosh! Remember to... that. Oh. To do no. the archery? No. But I think it could be cool on the PS5 with the haptic controls. Because that, oh. that is not, a, so far, not a frustrating thing, but a cool additional experience. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's a plus for this controller versus a minus with the six axis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only improvements. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's a fun one to think about. Yeah. Well, Katie, what did you come up with? Yeah, so uh, a lot of my initial thoughts were also Pokemon. Like, what if Pokemon and Mario Kart got together? And what if Pokemon <laughs> oh and Animal Crossing gosh. got together? Uh, or the one I was most excited about was, and this isn't really like a full-on crossover, but like the Telltale series where they mm. take franchises like The Walking Dead or Borderlands mm-hmm. and make basically adventure games. I was like, what if there was a Telltale Pokemon game that yeah. would be cool. So yeah. Be cool. yeah, right? That'd be so cool. So there was a lot of different 
Pokemon things that I thought of. And then there was one non-Pokemon related thing. (laughs) Uh, And it obviously would be uh, a dating sim thing since I'm uh, really hungry for dating sims right now. And so uh, there's this dating sim game I played last year called called Arcade Spirits. I think I talked about it on this where you you basically... Uh, get a job at an arcade and like build up, help build up the business and date cool people along the way. So I was like, what if I took Arcade Spirits and Mass Effect and you ran an arcade in the Citadel, which is like where all these places come together. Uh... And then you got to date like, you know, aliens and all the different folks like on the citadel and it could potentially happen during some of the events of the game so you could hear like about <gasps> you know the news going on with commander shepherd and the the Aww. uh i'm not gonna say all the evil villains in case that's spoiling stuff so <laughs> um just with them uh, so there'd be like hints and tie-ins from the main series uh but it'd also be a kick-ass dating sim that was hella queer <laughs> nice that's awesome yeah. i like that oh i love that idea of having it be like concurrent with the events of mass effect i yeah. love when when properties do that because then it's like a if if you're if you're not in the know it's like fine but if you're in the know it's like oh no way that's oh that's so cool you <laughs> yeah. know yeah mm-hmm. star wars does a lot of stuff like Little that nuggets mm-hmm. I yeah love oh that's so cool with the telltale game the telltale pokemon game like I'm just thinking, like, those games are all about, like, choices and consequences. Like, the Mm -hmm. very first one you would get is, like, who's your starter? Like, Mm -hmm. and then then one of your teammates, like, your, quote, team members, which, you know, in The Walking Dead would be, like, your companions or whatever, like... Right, right off the bat, you got a decision that could go three different ways. (laughs) Uh I know. It's so awesome. Plus, contrary to, you know, popular belief, even though it's largely also mostly reality a lot of the time, Pokemon does have some cool stories that you could adapt (laughs) (laughs) into a story-driven game, you know? There are lots of villains, whether they're utilized well or not, uh, that you could make stories about, so. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of different, cool uh, lots of different games you can make in that mashup. Yeah, lots yeah. of yeah, different. What were they? Were they chapters or seasons? Mm-hmm. You know, fifty oh, yeah. seasons. Seasons with uh, episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only thing that makes me nervous, I'm, I, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I've never played one of those Telltale games that wasn't like dark not, and not like oh dark, yeah but like hell where dark. i felt yeah. awful no matter what decision pokemon I made. are gonna die in there no 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 you just have to make no. the tough decisions like will ash let his butterfree go off yeah. to be <laughs> with his new girlfriend and i not? would say no if that was my decision to make and then i would have to live with that exactly you have to live with the consequences the whole scope of the whole next thousand episodes of pokemon you don't you know <laughs> i know Oh, man. I don't know if this is going to mean anything to either of you yet, but Ash could have kept that Butterfree uh, and gone on to have a Gigantamax Butterfree, you know, oh, 20 geez. years later. Oh, jeez. Embarrassing, Ash. I know. You yeah. fucked it up, dude. <sighs> or you made the right decision because it's kind of weird. Yeah. Reading the comics <laughs> yeah. has made it seem even weirder because, uh, like, 
it shows them inside their pokeballs and it does not so look comfortable. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Dude, <laughs> the number of times that Sword and Shield will assure you that it's very comfortable uh, to be in a pokeball. Well, at least there is far yeah. too much. Yeah, at least they know there are some issues to be had. Doth does protest yes. too much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> will Vicky share your question? Yeah. So my question <laughs> was to take any game with human it's characters and replace them with any animal character. And they didn't have to be speaking. I was thinking of like Meowth speaking. They don't have to be speaking. They could still just be like animal noises. So mm-hmm. what what combination would that be? What would you do? The first thought that came into the, my mind is my only thought. And I literally could not think of anything else. I was like, I what are even experience. other games? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So my thought was, so we texted about these a little to give each other heads up to think. During our texting conversation, Vicky mentioned cats. Yeah. So I was like, cats, 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 cats. Well, that's all I could think of, too. And I wanted it to be cats. So this is working in my favor. Yeah. So my You game. say a dating game with the cast of cats 2019. <laughs> Damn it. No. I'm going to switch my answer. Now I can... No! (laughs) (laughs) Although you would then get to date Idris Elba, so maybe worth it. Yeah, there are worse uh, (laughs) dating choices. The game I was thinking of was Cats in The Last of Us. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) So like... imagine? These gritty, dirty cats going around... And killing zombie cats? Oh! Uh, and yeah, that's that's where I was like, oh no, I can't have it be cats. And I was no. like, but I like red pandas. What about red pandas? And I was like, okay. I don't want to kill red pandas either. So I was like, maybe the zombies will still be humans. Yeah. And the cats have since evolved yeah. to be, you know, yes. they're going to be anthropomorphic Yes. Right? Is that when it, they're like human? Uh-huh. Um, so they're going to be standing on two paws with the other paws <laughs> holding guns and knives, s- sneaking I around in the dirt and grime, <laughs> yes. killing human zombies. Yes. The second yeah. you said so. it, I saw it. It's It could be real. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. So that's, Incredible. that's all I could think of. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I would play it. I yeah. know that much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, tatted up cats. Shanking people. Yep. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Deep breath. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Doug. I'm excited to hear it was yeah. stuck in your mind. Well, Vicky, I, I imagine you expected weird answers, but yeah. I really don't know that you could have prepared for just how many you were going to get, because I certainly wasn't prepared for what Katie said, and I, <laughs> I directly disobeyed you, um, uh, so I'm sure you weren't expecting this, but the moment I thought of this, I could not get it out of my head, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So, instead of taking a game <laughs> with human characters and replacing them with animal characters, Ooh. I took a game that largely centers around animals and made them human. Oh. And this all stemmed from uh, seeing a meme from a Pokemon episode. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so my game <laughs> is a Pokemon-style game where you are actually Pokemon 
collecting small <gasps> humans <laughs> you then make battle each other uh, in very mundane silly human ways uh, so instead of <laughs> instead of breathing fire at each other or punching each other in the face you might go you know into an office building and capture a businessman who then uses oh you know like a spitball attack <laughs> of the other small human <laughs> who might fight you back with like uh I don't know, like kicking off their shoe at you. (laughs) The the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, you could, if you're collecting Pokemon, you just collect different humans in different careers or different environments. uh, And that would be their typing. (laughs) Different different jobs and environments. (laughs) That makes me so uncomfortable to think about. But then I think that that illustrates like there are issues with Pokemon. You know, like why am I paying attention to the creatures? The more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, I can't have them beating the shit out of each other. So then I was like, well, but it would be funny if all of their attacks were like silly. Like the most violent it would get is like slapping somebody in a comical manner. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, But that sort of really transformed the idea into like, you know, maybe maybe you capture, uh, you know. Uh, different people in different jobs and environments yeah. <laughs> instead what of Pokemon sh- in their habitats. Catch yeah, me what if instead of battling, they instead compete in challenges. So, like, the <laughs> businessmen would have to do, like, words per minute on the computer. Oh. Whoever got the highest one, uh, who can vacuum stuff up the quickest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mini games. Yeah. Well, so that yeah they I mean yeah that that work that works too then they're they're not even necessarily attacking I mean I was envisioning it in such a way that like they aren't actually committing violent violence right, against right, each other right, at all right. they wouldn't they wouldn't get knocked out they would like maybe run away yeah. um, but uh, I like the idea of like making humans compete in mundane <laughs> uh, mini games uh, related to their profession as well so that works yeah. as well oh my gosh multiple options <laughs> That's multiple so so yeah, Vicky, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> this I'm came so excited. From a very particular idea. Better. Oh yeah. no, uh, no. That, that I'm sure we did not come close to. <laughs> no, this came from no idea. I literally was staring at my cat this morning. And was like, huh? I wonder if we put you in a video game. So there was like no specific like epiphany. So what I what I came up with, uh, and again inspired by what I've been playing. Um, so we recently, we've had it. I just played it for the first time. But Streets of Rage 2 on oh, Sega Genesis, yeah. which is a beat-em-up. Uh, very on brand for me. So I'm really digging it. And I thought, well, shit, what if we had foxes and badgers and they Ooh. were fighting and it was like streets of, or tunnels of rage. Yeah. And, they, you know, it's a whole underground network because, like, badgers are pretty mean and I, I like foxes, but, like, you know, <laughs> they could be mean too. And so it's a, just a turf war with, with badgers and foxes. Dude, I love it. And would this be, like, in, like, an old 16-bit style too? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Yep. Oh, be so yep. amazing. And I'm thinking, like, a la Fantastic Mr. Fox, kind, you know, like, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what, where like the badger and the fox like relationship thing came came in. But yeah, oh yeah, sixteen bit, like the badger. I'm I'm envisioning like they're all walking on two feet, but like the badger just has yeah. like raptor arms, like T Rex <laughs> arms, like walking. You know, and then there's like dust clouds when they fight. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I would do with that. I think. <laughs> nice. Incredible. <laughs> I feel like this episode more than maybe any of other uh, our other episodes have really given people like 
a, a very <laughs> vague but specific at the same time peek into each one of our psyches. Yes! Um, oh my and I gosh. don't know what they'll be able to pull out of any of it, but they definitely <laughs> yeah. got it no matter what. Oh yeah, this is like super authentic how my brain works. <laughs> oh man. Well, well there are a lot mean, of good ideas in here nobody steal them yeah uh we're Tour, gonna make these games obviously or pay us for yeah, the ideas have us be your co-writers <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we all kind of have degrees in a field sort of related to that yeah yeah <laughs> English we can write good, okay? Yeah. 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 We speak we well write English. Real good. <laughs> we do speak well English. <laughs> oh, amazing. <sighs> wow. Well, I mean, if y'all want to let us have little peeks inside your brains and tell us what any of uh, your answers would be to these three questions, uh, you can always send us an email at novelgamingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you're brave enough to uh, shout it out on Twitter and have other people judge your answers, you can do that too <laughs> at Novel Gaming Pod. Um, and uh, we'd super appreciate it if you rate, review, and subscribe to Novel Gaming wherever you get uh, your podcasts. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with September's book club episodes and the publishing rights to all the games we talked about. Tonight. Yes! <laughs> yeah. We're going to be millionaires! <laughs> and we're going to treat our employees well. Yes. <laughs> yes. True. None of that toxic shit here. Nope. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.